Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Red 5 standing by. I am Iron Man. I am Loki of Asgard, and I am burdened with glorious purpose. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. Hello there. Yes, I'm here to fight for truth and justice in the American way. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. If you step out that door, you are an Avenger. That's what we call ourselves, sort of like a team. Earth's mightiest heroes type thing. Superhero landing. She's gonna do a superhero landing. Wait for it. I could do this all day. Hey. Good evening, everybody. Afternoon, morning, wherever you are. Uh, how are you getting this? It's been a long time. How are you doing, Mr. Mahoney? I am doing well, and I am glad to be back. Uh, back here talking with you, and it's been a been a crazy six, seven months. Wait, also, you're not really back here. Was, can people update on where you're at? Well, let's be clear. We've never recorded in the same room, so. Yeah. But yes, I have relocated a thousand miles away, um, down in the uh, in the Sunshine State. I am a uh, official uh, Florida man. Transplant. So, uh, that's it. Enjoying uh, the warm, warm uh, air and sunshine and sunsets. How was the weather down there? Because we got a heat wave up here. Yeah, it's always a heat wave here. I think it's probably. Almost a little cooler here this week than it is up there, which is kind of crazy. It's been brutal. My water bill's going to be through the roof trying to keep this grass alive. Um, but, yeah, it's just absolutely brutal. Um, what else What else has been going on in the world of Mr. Mahoney? Uh, not too much, man. Just, uh, you know, the normal things. Settling in, getting myself, uh, you know familiar with the uh with the area and familiar with uh the goings on down here it's very much a different world than it is in connecticut so uh just a lot to get used to okay 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 um so we will dive right into it where do you want to go first um westworld or, or mcu um i don't know why don't we uh why don't we pick up with uh with westworld We've okay, so we got a kind of out front in that. A recap, uh, a quick one for the folks. If you haven't, because it's been what two years now? Yeah, Since, about that. And that, that is a long time between a a season. But when you're spending the money, kind of money that they are over at uh, HBO, HBO Max, oh, Warner Discovery, that's a whole other topic. Yeah, plus they've got some. Uh, yeah, they got some busy people in their cast. Yeah. That is true, um, and then that's that's not a cheap show. You, that's a movie level quality show. And what you do eight episodes a season? That's gonna take some time. They're out of the park. Oh no, go ahead. I, I was gonna say yeah, absolutely, especially with the amount of post production that they have to do in this show. So when we lost, we last not lost in a whole different show. We last saw these folks. They were out of the park. Rohobaum was controlling people's lives. You got Dolores and uh, Maeve fighting like they're in the Matrix. 
and they destroy Rohobone. Dolores is uploaded in a Rohobone. Then Maeve and Caleb go shut the rest of them down. And Bernard heads off to the Sublime, right? Well, Bernard, no, Bernard. Bernard's in, yeah. I mean, he, you know, his body is sitting in a motel room. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's he's connected to the Sublime and he is, as we find out, he's kind of working his way through, he's doing a Doctor Strange thing and working his way through all the possible futures. All right. So when, when we start up season four, we find ourselves that Dolores, a.k.a. she's now Christina. Well, we don't, to be fair, we don't know at this point who Christina is. The Dolores that we know, the Dolores who, uh, you know, was kind of in charge of everything is actually in Charlotte Hale's body. Okay. Um, who Christina is, I, I think at this point we have not figured that out yet. And we don't, okay. And we don't know where they're at and when they're at, right? We, we don't, I mean, there was definitely uh, a time jump. Um, they, they announced that like kind of right off the bat that, you know, the, the beginning of this season, or at least the first couple of things that we see in the season happened seven years after the end of the last season. Um, what, what transpired during that period, I don't think we really know. Um, I don't know how much of that they revealed. It appears to be that there was some kind of conflict, possibly, um, between the hosts and humans. And it appears, um, at least we kind of find out that the humans lost, basically. And that there's been a sort of a role reversal um, where the hosts are are in charge, at least least Hale is in charge um, and is controlling most of the humans right now. And she has solidified herself as, as Hale because she basically, you know, ended things with Dolores, tried to kill her because she felt like Dolores made her expendable, right? Right. And there were several versions of Dolores that were kind of floating around out there. Um, but this seems to be down to one left, which is the one that's in Charlotte Hale's, in a host that looks like Charlotte Hale. Okay. Okay. All right. So where are you at with season four so far? Um, I'm caught up. I mean, I was just starting to watch episode five here. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much up to speed, uh, on it. Um, the one thing I've noticed with this is it feels like you could probably watch two or three episodes from season three. But outside of that, a lot of it doesn't matter. You could pretty much watch a YouTube recap of season three. It seems that they are pretty much backpedaling away from a lot of what was going on there. Um, so I, I don't really know how much of that. You know, season three wasn't really, really well received. It was very confusing. 
And uh, I don't know how deeply they're going to kind of dive into the things that went on there other than a few key points, mainly, you know, who Caleb is, Mm -hmm. um, the relationship between Caleb and Maeve, and kind of how everything wound up at the end really seems to be the important parts. I get what they were trying, the distinction they were trying to make with season three, that the humans were pretty much in the same boat as the hosts were in the park with their lives being controlled and being stuck in a loop. But there had to be a better way to do it than this basically Alexa controlling everybody's life. Yeah. Even to the point where he was controlling the life of the guy that helped build it. Right. It was, And yeah, you know, I mean, it was kind of interesting, this thought, this idea of the outliers, these people who were not on their loops and, you know, who are therefore unpredictable. And it kind of echoes, you know, the first, the, the, the first few things that, you know, seasons of, of what yeah. happened in the park, you know, in the first two seasons. So, I mean, I get that point was kind of interesting, but it just kind of, kind of went off the rails a little bit, I think. It's just, it's crazy how stark this is to last season. It's like, it seems like they got their footing back. They got their direction back. I just really hope this thing is done. Because I heard it, it's definitely a season five. I enjoy the show, but I want it to be done. Like, give me a definitive ending and let that be that. Because I, I personally felt like it shouldn't have went past season two. And season three kind of proved it. Hopefully they stick the landing this season and the next. Yeah, so far I'm I'm liking this season a lot. Yeah, you know this is this is like season one level. I think this is really really interesting stuff here, and I, I you know um, I find myself very interested in what's happening. What you know, trying back in the back in the old tricks, like trying to predict or figure out what's exactly happening, what exactly is going on what all these time jumps mean, when is everything happening? You know, they're back to their old tricks again with doing things like, you know, aspect ratios and stuff like that. So you can tell if you're in a simulation or you're in the real world, but they've thrown a twist on it in that apparently, you know, so, so for those of you who don't know, um, if you watch, you know, the first few seasons, the first three seasons, Whenever something is happening inside a simulation, the screen is letterboxed. I, I've noticed that. And if it's in the real world, then it's a, a, a regular full screen. Um, what they seem to be doing in this season is they're sticking to that trope, but only if the host is aware that they're in a simulation. So I if the host. On it. So if the host believes that they're in the real world, it's it looks like a full it looks like the full world, um, it, you know whoever's point of view you're in. It seems to be you know so Christina's stuff, for instance, being in a full in full screen, we don't know what her situation is at this point because she believes she's in the real world. We know that. We don't know whether or not she is. We don't know whether she's in a simulation. We don't know whether she's in a park. Um, that was you know created by Hale for humans for with host to visit. Um, you know, we don't know and we don't know when she is. I, 
here's my theory, and you, this is something we don't really do a lot, but I think she is she's writing the narratives for the humans that are now host. Like, remember the guy approached her and was like, what, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? And he's telling her the things that she's written and done, and she's, like, oblivious to it. Yeah. Like, it feels like hosts are working at that company she's working at, and they're controlling the lives of, of the humans who are now, you know, fly hosts. Which which begs the question, is she human or is she a host? Because one of the problems one of the things that the first three seasons kind of gave us is that what hosts don't have is creativity. Yeah. They can only work in their loops and it took, you know, the brain of Lee Sizemore to create the narratives. Um, so, or, you know, or, or Ford to create the narratives. So if they have Christina, working on creating narratives does that mean that she is really a, a flesh and blood human you know or would you be surprised if they found out a way to make or it, or is she you know a person and you know a person and a host but you know but but is she essentially a human who is being made to do these things uh, because they require human creativity but wait wasn't she painting? Doesn't she have some form of creativity? Yeah, but but you know, was she painting anything original? You know, or was she programmed to paint? Uh, but here's the thing: she gained consciousness, right? So what will stop her from being able to be creative? I don't. I don't know that anything would. I just don't think we've seen that yet. I don't think we've seen the host, a pure host, have the ability to be truly creative. Yeah. Now I'm and and then and then there also begs the question of what is going on with her, especially with Teddy. You know, is somebody trying to wake? Well, it, but is somebody trying to wake her up? Is somebody trying to, you know, spark something in her the way the way that Arnold was, you know, or the way that Arnold was and, and Ford was earlier, you know, the first season, are they trying to wake, you know, somehow awaken something within her? So she grows outside of whatever this loop she's on is. I don't know. I just, I I want more fighting too. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure we'll get to it. How many episodes of this season? Um, I think it's eight. Okay. Okay. What's, what's going on with Bernard? Oh, no, you know what? It's another question. Yeah. Wasn't the man in black, did he get killed at the end of last season? He, he does all the, all, well, he doesn't get, he's, he doesn't get killed. He, um, or maybe he does, but Charlotte, I think, is keeping him alive, or just his head alive, or something. I don't know. Um, but all the all the Williams that you see are are their hosts. They're host copies of him, which goes back to the experiment that they were running with James Delos. 
the fidelity experiments. Yeah. You know, they, they seem to have cracked that nut and are able to replace humans with, you know, perfect versions of them and hosts. So like, for instance, a Senator and his wife, you know, were hosts were replaced by hosts. Um, so they've done Halo. that. Right. Well, well, yeah. In the last, we find out that Caleb eventually they do that too as well. Um, and you know, so the, so that's part of all these Williams that you're seeing. You know that that was kind of the whole point of you know when the vice president comes to see him on the golf course, and he hits the three holes in one. That was him kind of demonstrating that he's a host. Yeah. And it also felt like it was like she was trying to intimidate him. And he was definitely trying to intimidate him. And he's just trying to say, you know, this is this is our world now. Type thing. Yeah. But even even, you know, so one host gets killed with Maeve, you know, but there's another one. Another version of him. And I think what we I think what we've gotten to is with the the jump forward with Caleb, I think now we're all in the same time frame. Even the Christina I, I think well we don't know but but it would seem to make sense. So we know that what what, what was happening with Caleb and Maeve was seven years after the end of season two. We found out that what's happening with Bernard is is much, much later. And the new Caleb is twenty three years after Caleb died, which was seven years after, you know, the end of season two. Mm-hmm. So, which was what four years after the four, four season three was what four years after the end of season two. So, you're like you know thirty five years in the future from when Westworld the first season took place, something like that. Yeah. And so it would make sense if you have that jump now. You know now Caleb is he's in the same time period with Bernard and Stubbs and his grown-up daughter. And it would make sense to me that they're also in the same time frame that Charlotte and William and Christina are right now. See, now, all the stuff I thought, now I'm not too sure if I'm correct. Bernard's looking for, says Maeve is the weapon, right? Obviously, yeah. When he says Maeve is the weapon, is that because he he probably can't beat Hale by himself? Like it has probably. to be Maeve because of all the abilities she's gotten. Correct. Okay. And don't forget, you know, Bernard, like very much like you know the MCU, like Bernard has spent looking through all the possible futures, and now he's set himself on a path to save humanity or save whatever, and Maeve is key to that. You know, so he had to go through and and you know find the future where he saved where he finds Maeve. You know, which is you know, you got that thing where where they came out of the hotel and those guys were going to fight him, and he's like literally saying what they were saying as they were saying it. You know, because he's seen all this before. 
but he's also getting confused because he doesn't remember exactly sometimes exactly which future he's seen something in like he like the like the gate he wasn't sure about the gate you know yeah that type of stuff um so he's got knowledge of the future but he's got you know maybe unreliable knowledge of the future i mean he spent what he said he spent a thousand years in there yeah something like that he should be on point with it That's a lot of stuff to remember even for a computer. I don't know, man. I, he's doing a good job. And, I, and I've... Damn, he's come a long way as an actor. Do you remember... I think the first time I saw him was in that Shaft remake. Oh, I never saw I never saw. Oh, it was... I, I never saw that. Was that with Samuel L. Jackson? Yeah, the one with Samuel L. Jackson. It was okay, but to see where he came from playing like a a Puerto Rican gangster to now one of the best actors in Hollywood and, and getting these very prestigious roles, like that is a great arc for his career. Um, and, yeah. and we never touched on it. He did a really good job as uh, Jim Gordon in Batman, the Batman. He did, you know, and I think, um, I mean, I think... The first thing, I, I mean, I, I remember seeing him like way, way back in Presumed Innocent, which I think maybe his first movie, um, you know, and in a couple of small things, you know, I think he was in Syriana and, and in small roles, but probably Casino Royale was the first thing that I really remember mm. him being in. Yeah, I was out of, I saw him in Shaft, and I don't remember seeing him in anything else after that, so I got to Westworld. And I just saw Casino Royale. Really, you didn't see you didn't see him in in the Bond movies, or I literally just saw Casino or Royale or the Hunger Games movies. Oh yeah, he wasn't that. But on the Bond thing, I just caught up on all those movies maybe two weeks ago. Oh really? Yep, that's weird. Yeah, I just when I tell you like if it's not MCU. I don't really watch movies. And even back then, what was I watching? It would, it would just be superhero stuff. It was superhero stuff. I, I didn't care. Just played video games and went out. Which is why it's a good segue to get to the thing that I care about the most. The thing that is it tugs at my heartstrings. I'm not talking to the fans that listen to this show. But there are a lot of really ungrateful people out there with no patience. Oh, absolutely. I think... All this this talk about the phase four being underwhelming probably started about Thor Love and Thunder. Well, after, I mean, a few days after its release. And you saw I haven't seen no, it. No, no. There were there were people complaining. I mean, there were people complaining about Eternals. There were people complaining about Doctor Strange. There were people complaining, you know, about there were people complaining, you know, about the T V shows. I mean, people are gonna people are gonna complain. You know, Twitter's not happy unless it's got some form of outrage over something stupid. I was at the comic book store today, right? And then me and the owner are talking. And one of my complaints is the disservice that was done to Civil War. Really iconic Marvel story, which, you know, in terms of pretty much Earth heroes, it encompassed almost everybody and some and villains. What we got on the screen was not Civil War. It was like Avengers infighting. True. And 
I get it. They didn't have there's they didn't have their full roster disposal. The title they knew it would it would catch a lot of people, make a lot of people go to the theaters. But the thing that I see and you see it as well with this phase is laying this groundwork, bringing a, a lot of new characters, so that when we do get to a, a movie like Secret Wars, which is a huge expansive thing, you have these characters there. And you can't do it by just, hey, let's show up at Avengers Secret Wars in 2025 and throw all these characters that you barely know, a lot of characters that aren't, you know, just known to the casual fan, and say, hey, look, here's a film. It wouldn't work. That's something DC would do, and you would everybody would kill them for it, rightly so. So now when they don't do that thing and they're trying to do it the right way and build it up, they're getting grief? I think the only property I would say I wasn't too fond of this run. You know, no, I I like the terms. I my issues were that it was very long, but I enjoyed it and I understood what they were trying to do. You you see some of these weapons popping up in the MCU lately, and you can trace a lot of these things. It looks like back to the Eternals. I, didn't, I don't think there was one TV show. My biggest issue with the TV shows was Captain America, and it was really clunky with dealing with some of the race stuff. But in the end, it still stuck the landing. WandaVision was fantastic. Like, we, we've gone over this, especially if you followed this show for a while now. I don't have an issue with Phase 4. And the more, some people say stuff like, oh, well, it seems aimless. Yes, because they're not giving you Thanos or this big villain right out of the gate. Yeah. Although yeah. we probably, although we probably have seen him, yes. And that's the other thing too. And I think a lot of people are missing out on. In Phase One, there were all these super recognizable names, although they weren't. Because we've said this too, the X Men and Spider Man are were the these headliner people from Marvels for years. They took the Avengers, Avengers, and elevated them to those spots. Right. But they were still pretty much well known characters. So you got that off the rip. Now you're getting people that aren't well-known, so it's not going to be this, holy crap, see, uh, Nick Fury just walked into a bar with Iron Man. Yeah, because we've already we've already done that. Yeah. So, so when Star Fox shows although, up... Although, I, although, although there there is going to be a Fantastic Four movie. Yes. You're going to you get know, mutants. You're going to get mutants, you know. And, you know, you may already... You know, you already have them, really. Yeah. Um, and, you know, this is, this is going to be, so, you know, they've, they've obviously are setting this up, you know, based on what we heard this weekend at the, from the panel, you know, you had, you had the infinity saga, right. Which was what, 20 movies or something, 17 movies. I forget how many movies it was. It was a lot of movies, you know, over, you know, three phases, and now you're going to have the multiverse saga over three phases. And the biggest difference is, is, is that the multiverse saga is going to include television shows in a way that the Infinity Saga didn't. Because there was very, very little, if any, crossover between the television world and the MCU world. And that was largely due to personality conflicts in Disney. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which are gone now because Kevin Feige's in charge of the whole thing. 
So, you know, so now you have these, this ability to do these, this larger storytelling and involve more characters so that it's a much bigger bang when you could get to the end and you can do what they do in the comic books where you have 80 people on screen, you know, and, and, and you know who all of them are and what they're all doing because you wouldn't have been able to do that with the infinity saga because of the way everything was structured. Yeah. It's just, I just, ah, man, I, I really wish people would just relax. Enjoy these, enjoy these films for what they are right now. Yeah. I mean, and- I mean, I've, I've got my problems with a couple of them, but it's not to say that I hate them or, you know, I, you know, I, I, I totally dislike them. I mean, I was really, really not, really not fond of Thor. The, um, was Love it that Thunder. rough? <laughs> it was for me, bro. Um, it's, yeah, it's not good. Um, it's got good stuff in it, mm-hmm. but. Overall, it's just, it's, it's not good. It's, they let Taika Waititi be too Taika Waititi. Ah, uh, so Feige's got to pull the reins back. Ooh. It's just, it's just, it was too jokey. It was too bizarre. They just made Thor look like an idiot through three quarters of the movie. You know, it just, they, they just didn't need all of it. And it would have been, I think it would have been more interesting if they'd have kind of gone a little different. I mean, I get... You know, I get they wanted like the big ooh yay moment with you know Jane showing up as you know the mighty Thor, but they showed that in the trailer. Yeah. You know, so it wasn't like a big surprise. You know, it wasn't it wasn't Cap pulling Mjolnir. Yeah. You know, it was they showed it in the trailer, which <laughs> they showed it in multiple trailers. Do you think they did that to get ahead of? No, no, because everybody knew for months. That the guy who the guy was that was playing Namor, yeah, and then I think when they, it finally hits, like I got more feels out of seeing that than I got out of seeing Jane show up in the trailer, right? So, so I think, and, and but that's basically like the first time you see it, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, it's like I would have preferred, given, given the story beats that they were doing, that you know, you saw a little bit more development in that part of the story. Um, because y'all, everybody knows it already that it's going to happen. It's not a big, I could see if it was going to be a big surprise, but it, it's not because they put it in two different trailers. Um, you know, and then it was just a little, little, it was just too jokey, you know, but other than, other than that, I mean, you know, yeah, Eternals had its problems, but I like Eternals. Yeah. Multiverse, Multiverse of Madness. I'm not a big, f- I'm not really fond of what they did to Wanda. That I was a like, real big I, swing I, in the other direction. That yeah, I don't, I don't like what they did. I don't like that they made her like the crazy mother. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. we don't need that trope anymore. Um, you, Which, you know, hysterical <laughs> mother. I, we just don't need it. And the funny thing is that whole show was about letting women be themselves and grieve and change, and then you shoehorn her into something. Exactly. So, you know, so I think they could have done a little, tweak that maybe a little bit to make it a little bit better, but, you know, but the movie's great, (laughs) you know, like it's, um, you know, so we'll see, you know, we'll see how things are, are going, how things are coming. I, I find myself 
suspending judgment until I see Wakanda Forever. Um, because I don't, I don't, I, I don't know how I feel about it. You know, about the whole should they recast, should they just let it go thing. You know, I don't, I really don't know, and it's gonna, I think a lot of it's gonna depend on on how that movie is. I have a. I am even more entrenched in my position that they did the right thing. Yeah. Um. I never wanted a recast because here was my thought process. Same way Steve Rogers handed that shield to Sam Wilson. We're probably going to see Bruce Banner hand off that Hulk role to his cousin. This was going to happen eventually. It happened much more prematurely. Very much more prematurely. Um, One thing I would like to know is how many movies he had left on the contract and what the original plans were. But I'm okay with them saying we're not doing this. We're leaving it alone. It's going to somebody else. I saw some people complain that they're incorporating his death into the film, which I'm like, there was no way you were going to not recast this part and then not even acknowledge that the character passed. No, and a big like, big part of the big part of the trailer is clearly T'Challa's funeral. Yeah. That is pretty much the central point of this movie now. Like what are these people doing without their king? And and just story-wise, I you know, I find it even more intriguing than probably what you were going to give me cuz then it, we were Getting this fight between Atlanteans and Wakandans and with T'Challa there, it's a different thing. But now the story is, yo, we lost two kings. We got devastated in this battle with uh, Thanos' army. And we're still trying to recover from all that. And now we got another full-scale on attack. It's an extremely interesting story to me. I hate that we, it came about this way. But so let me ask you just do you think do you think they're gonna backtrack this a bit? And re- eventually recast? No, no, no. I mean um, in terms of you know, what we've seen, what we're seeing in the trailer, you know, do you think they're rolling this because because when when you know Rona gets up and says, you know, I'm the queen of the most powerful country on earth and I've lost my whole family. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's present day, she still has her daughter. But I, if it's if it's during the blip, then she's lost both T'Challa and Shuri. I think it's post blip, and I think at some point she something happens where she thinks Shuri's dead. There's two things I keep I've watched. I can't come because I've watched this trailer because of what the. F- this franchise means to me and it's just very well done like any it's one thing i can say marvel makes some trailers look good um which is yeah. weird because sony i will see a sony mcu trailer and no matter what i was like this is going to be bad marvel drops a trailer and it's like this this is going to be probably the most amazing thing ever and then the movie comes out and it is what it is but the two things i keep coming away from this is at some point, Nakia, I feel like, gets captured by the Atlanteans. And at some point, they believe Shuri is dead. 
and I don't think at the end that that's Shuri and Nisu. I think it's Nakia. I think it's Nakia too. Although it, it you know it would be more accurate to make it Shuri. It would, but if you go back and watch that film, the first one, it almost makes more sense that it's her because of her sensibilities about what Wakanda should be. No, absolutely, and and you know Shuri is you know she's not really a warrior. Yeah. You know, in the way that Nakia is, or even, you know, any and, any of the Dora, you know. Yeah, any of them. She's a scientist. Exactly. Who was forced into battle because of the situation. Right. So it it would it would make more sense for like Okoye or Aiko. Yes. To be, you know, to be Black Panther over Shuri. I think the way they set it up for the MCU. And then it just so happened that she went and said some of the things she said. Didn't she get COVID a couple times while they were making this film? Yeah, maybe. Allegedly. So then that doesn't help. That doesn't, yeah, that obviously doesn't help either. So then it's almost like, yeah, you just, if the decision is that Nakia becomes a Black Panther, you've made this decision very easy for us. Yeah, they, they didn't have her on that panel, did they? No. Um, and so th- I just have this strong like that eventually she gets captured and then the other thing that's tricky with these these trailers is you know them you'll see the trailer and then you look for that scene in the movie and it's something edited out well yeah I mean well no I mean Marvel Marvel straight out lies to us in trailers yeah, the whole Infinity it's, War it's, thing it's not even a, yeah it's not even a matter of oh you know they 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 cut that, you know, they filmed something and then they decided they weren't going to put it in the movie. Now, they straight out lied to you. They show us Thor with two eyes on the bridge. Yeah. They show us the Hulk in Infinity War. You know, so, yeah. You, you always got to take it with a grain of sand. So, the other thing is, so, here was the thing that uh, me and Jim had joked about. I was hoping that it wasn't. I was okay with it being the Atlanteans. I was terrified that they were going to be modeled them off Aztec culture. Because I was like, the last thing we need right now is pitting black and brown people against each other on screen. And then that was, it was like in a joking way. But then when I saw it, I was like, oh, this is dope. Like, this is better than anything I thought that you were going to pull out. And now I'm really intrigued to see what their story is. Because the other thing too is Namor's an excuse my language, an asshole. And I want to see how they play. Like, what is it that's gonna make this dude be who he is if they stick to that? Like what happens yeah. in his life that he's just doesn't care? And I of I would say this. Captain America New World Order and Kang Dynasty are the things I'm most intrigued about. This, obviously, we're to see how do you pull this off with Chadwick being gone. And I remember Ryan Coogler said it. He was like, you know, in his, uh, not like a eulogy, but like a letter he wrote to me. He was like, I spent the better part of two years writing a, a movie that you're not even going to be in. And now I have to take this work and, you know, completely redo it. 
um, and, and we got sorry, but back to recasting. Somebody made a good point. Uh, you ever see the book Hair Love? No. Uh, Matthew Cherry's been a wide receiver. He uh wrote it. Now he's like he does like some here and there directing. Did a couple episodes at Abbott Elementary. He was like, I don't see how you could have expected these people to act with somebody replacing a guy that what it seems like they love. Like how like yeah they're professionals. But to then say, well, we're just going to push this guy right in this role and you have to do these scenes with, with this guy. I think that would have been kind of tough. Could they have done it? Probably. Um, One thing we, we said, like, with the first Black Panther, they put some very capable actors into these roles and actresses. But that would have been hard. And it, No, I mean, it, it definitely would have been hard. Or, you know, you could have... But you've also opened up the door you know, in universe for a multiverse for variants, you know what I'm saying? Like they, they could have found because, and the reason I'm saying it is, and you know this better than I do. I mean, T'Challa is, he's an important figure in comic history. Oh, he is. Right. Extremely. First black superhero, you know, he pre, he, you know, he predates blade. He predates everybody, you know? So, you know, to, to be a one and done really. Yes. That's that's a tough nut to chew, I imagine, for a lot of people. I, that that is a tough part. That is the extremely tough part because the other tricky part is going to be the well. All right, do you whoever is the new Black Panther? Do you give him his personality? I mean, people like me and you are going to pick up on that. Like, oh, this is something he said, but now it's someone else saying it, and no one's really. It hasn't been a thing where like. I can name about four or five people that have been Captain America out of, you know, had their own series. It's not too many people I can say that were Black Panther long term. So that is a very tough one. <sighs> but I feel like as of right now, it is the right thing to do. And like you said, we are in the multiverse saga, saga. Maybe eventually you throw somebody else in there from a different universe and that hey this is this T'Challa I would have been okay um, I would have been okay if uh, a Wakabi had taken over but that's not happening and I, I don't know man it, it, it's tough because the other thing they had when I saw the trailer was I didn't think about who would, could or should it was just this is it and I'm cool with what we're going to see going forward. What did you think of the trailer? Because I haven't even got your opinion on it. I thought the trailer was great. I mean, I really, really thought it was great. I mean, it's a teaser, so it doesn't really, it's not really going to tell us much of anything. Um, you know, obviously, An Angela Bassett is bringing her A-game like she always does. Yes. Um, and I really hope they, they give her a lot to do in this movie. Oh, because she didn't have much in the other one. She didn't have really a lot to do. I really hope they give her a lot to do. Um, you know, and, it, you know, it looks to me like, you know, a, a Nakia is really kind of going to be very central to the story. Yeah. You know, the, you know, the trailer opens with her. You could argue it closes with her. I'm um, going to stay on that hill till I see the film. <laughs> And, um, you know, you know, who knows? 
Um, it's, uh, but but certainly, I mean, it certainly looks like it is worthy of a Black Panther movie. It certainly feels like a Black Panther movie. Um, you know, so I'm look. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing it. You know, I I get why they only gave us one trailer because they wanted to focus beyond Black Panther. But do you follow Dan Slot on Twitter? Uh, I don't think. Maybe I don't know. I follow a lot of people. Um. So one of the cool things is he has a um, a new Spider Man series coming out in September. It's like that called the End of the Spider Verse. But he said the Guardians of the Galaxy trailers right up there with what we saw for Black Panther. Um, to the point where he was like Chris Pratt had tears as they were showing it. And he was like, um, Rocket is like a, pretty much the central theme to to the movie. But that's something I had totally forgot about was in the works. And what else? Anything else stick out to you? Because there wasn't a lot shown, but like they they did discuss things. Well, just I mean, you know, just I really like the idea of the fact that they are going to really be integrating their TV world with their movie world, um, and you know, making a big cohesive thing. Because that was that was part of the problem was, you know, you had all this stuff going on you know, in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and, and in the Netflix shows and it never, none of it ever bled over mm -hmm. into the movie, um, into the movie world. And now, you know, the stuff's all going to be together and it's all going to be integrated and it's all going to work together. And, and I really like that idea. Wait, did you I see like the, the idea that, go ahead. Did you, did you see the S.H.I.E.L.D. trailer? Which S.H.I.E.L.D. trailer? The uh, She-Hope trailer. Oh yeah. Um, we gotta get Matt Murdock back in that all red suit. Well, from what I hear, is he's going to be back in that suit? No, he wasn't. You didn't see him at the end of the trailer. Yeah. In that god awful yellow and, and, and oh, red. I see, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. What he got in the Netflix series was perfect. As I'm trying to think, who had? If we're talking, just it was perfect. Yeah, but I think were, this is going to be like a different version of Matt Murdock than the Netflix show, right? I mean, does not seem to be the way they're leading. Like I've heard, <sighs> I've heard that Matt Murdock. And Jessica Jones are going to be integrated into the MCU, like, officially. That's what I've, I've heard. She's got an appearance in the She-Hope. Yeah. Which probably leads to them having an appearance, like, down the road in, in you know, something else. You know what's also surprising, too? 18 episodes is a lot. It is. Yeah. It's a lot. That is a lot. That's like old school stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't know who else on TV. How many shows on TV are doing that many episodes? Hardly, hardly any anymore. Even, you know, even like regular network TV shows are like 12. I don't even think Law Order's doing that. And they do, you know, they do split seasons and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. 
it almost seems like he's they they're weaving him into a lot. Cause you see, he's he's voicing himself. Well, Charlie Cox is voicing Daredevil in that animated Spider-Man series too. Right. It just seems like him and Wong are in that Nick Fury role. Yeah. Well, I think Wong is definitely going to be like a key, um, you know, like you said, Nick Fury, like kind of coordinating yeah things, uh, kind of character. Oh, you know what we didn't touch on, uh, Miss Marvel. What did you think of it? I'm um, I'm about halfway through it. Okay. So I haven't I haven't gotten to you know you know I know what happens at the end, but I haven't gotten to the end of it. Okay. Um, I think it's, I think it's interesting. Yeah. I like the I like the style of it. I love the I style. like Scott you know, I, the world. Yeah, yeah. I like that kind of the vibe where you know there's like. You know, they're showing the text messages or, you know, doing anim- like these little animations and the scene breaks and stuff like that. Like, you know, and um, and that is kind of lighthearted. I, you know, I don't know how I feel about her. You know, um, I think the mom is great. Yes, the, the mom. And... It's nice to say. A lot of people around her are great, and she's doing okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm good with that. Does she have any acting credits besides this? I'm, I'm sure she does. I mean, they need to just pick her up off the street and put her in a Marvel show. Stranger things have happened. Yeah, I guess. I, I... She just seems to be, like, overdoing it yes. sometimes. You know, like trying a little too hard with the facial expressions or with the, with the whatever. And I get that that's a part of the character. Like the character's thing is that she's overly enthusiastic. Yeah, I guess. But it seems, excuse, <coughs> like she she might have dialed it up to fifteen. Yeah, but like I like um like I said I like her. I think her mom is fantastic. I think uh, like her friend. What's her name? Nadia or something, whatever the, the you know the uh, the other uh, Muslim girl, yeah, the, the other Muslim girl. I think she's really good. Um, you know the the people who are like the bad guys are pretty good. Yeah, they they that's one thing with them. They always do a fantastic job with casting. Um, I can't knock that, and I like the damage control uh, group. Those yeah. are Stark weapons, right? I think so. Yeah. Cause I it, the the beam sounds just a little bit different, but still sounds pretty much the same when he fires or those opposers. Oh man, sorry, I was just coughing up a storm. Um, yeah, this I, I I don't know. I think they're headed in the right direction. I don't really have an issue with Phase Four, and I just I don't know. I think. It just seems like people were expecting another endgame level thing off the rip. Off the rip. Yeah, I mean, you got to go back, you know. I mean, when you sit there and watch, you know, the first Avengers or or the Hulk, Incredible Hulk, or, you know, sorry, Iron Man 2. Those were great I was, movies. I was just about to say, I was like, I like Thor as a character, but uh, Thor 1 and, and Dark World, they weren't uh, knocking it out the park. 
You know what it seems yeah. like to me? It's like when you get something new and you're and you have this amazing it's like Christmas, when you open up that amazing gift, but you want that same feeling every single time. And it's like you can't get that first time view experience and expect that. You so I think you gotta take some of this for what you see. Because a lot of this stuff Yeah, exactly. It'll it might be fantastic later. Because we, we've done this. We've done our list. How many absolutely phenomenal films were there in that Infinity Saga? Um, Winter Soldier? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Winter Soldier, you know, Infinity War and Endgame, Iron Man 3. Are you, you said Iron Man 3? Yeah. I mean, Iron Man 3 was a really good movie. Okay, I'm gonna say I really enjoy Iron Man three. I know a lot of people didn't. Okay, um, trying to think. I don't think Homecoming is phenomenal. I think it's good. It's what Black Panther, Black Panther. Well, that ending. Yeah. Well, that VFX in the ending more so than anything. Right. Ragnarok. Yep. Like, I mean, they finished really strong. They exactly you know, Black, Black Panther, Ragnarok, Infinity War, Endgame. You know, that's a strong finish. Well, you, Captain Marvel was in there, and that was oh yeah, forgot about that. And I think that's the thing. I think people aren't would, when they you take a step back and look at and, the big oh, picture. And you go, an Ant Man. Was there an Ant Man movie in there? Too? Yeah. I'm just, and I know Guardians two. Which yeah, I like, Guardians. but I can see why people have issues with that. I, I I like half of Guardians too. Yeah, we like the the dad son dynamic. I like the dad stuff. I like with, the you know the Yondu stuff. Yeah, yeah, that I, dad, he, not the other dad. I, I didn't like the ego stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's some there's some rough spots. Yeah, but I mean, like the whole the whole all the Yondu stuff, I really liked. It, yeah, that's I great. I like the 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 Gamora and Nebula stuff. I liked. Yeah, I just it's the ego like, stuff. I didn't like the ego stuff. That brings that movie down. And that's why I sit back and feel like, oh man, phase four, this phase four. That. I'm like, hey, what did, what did Cap say to Natasha at the end of uh, Age of Ultron? They can't all be winners or something like that. They got to whip them into shape. I yeah, mean, hell, well, Ultron. They're, yeah, they're, they're, war, they're not a team. Yeah. I just watched that, so. <sighs> Better you than me. <laughs> well, it was, on, even, it, was on, it was on TBS, yeah. Like that, and I think that's what some things people forget. Like you got to take this thing as a whole. You want to see like good single films. You got to go to that other company. And and we can switch over to that for a minute. But they show two movies over there. Warner Brothers Discovery. They showed well. They showed you mean trailers. They showed yeah. They showed Black Adam. They showed Shazam. All right, and Sandman. And Sandman. Well, that's not. Is that a movie? Or is that it's a, a Netflix a, series? Netflix show, yeah. But he's one of their characters. Um, and was that it? I think that was it. Right? That was it. You everybody was everybody was hoping that Cavill would show up, but of course he didn't. I want to know if he it was never going to happen, or he was just like, "Nah, I'm good." Like you guys can kiss my behind. Um, I don't think it was ever going to happen. 
they they, they screwed this up so bad. Like, where are we at now following the beginning? What what was Man of Steel? What year was that? What was that, 2012, maybe? 2013. Okay. It's now 2022. Yeah. And they have no idea what the hell's going on over there. Or at least we don't think they have any idea what's going on over there. I guess we're finally going to get this movie, which I still... I believe it when it's in the theater, Shazam. Yeah. Well, like, listen to the trailer part. Yeah. And then Rock's like, everyone's asked the age old question of who would want to fight Black and Superman. I've never asked that question. That never even crossed my mind. Did it ever cross your mind? Nope. No once. I don't know who's asking this age old question. I, the question was Batman versus Superman, which they yeah. kind of answered. Yeah. Yeah, well, well, we got an answer. <laughs> Mark, be, be careful what you wish for. You know, I've asked Superman versus Shazam, but I, not once did I ever ask who would win between Black Adam and Superman. And from the way it looks like we're heading, like you, you can't make this guy the central thing of this DC EU, whatever they call it. We didn't even get a trailer for Aquaman. That yeah. movie's been finished shooting. Yeah, that that surprised me. That was kind of weird that they didn't hype that one up a little more. You can't show the Flash, or I don't know what you could do with that movie at this point. Oof. Yeah, that's I, a tough one. I still contend you drop it on TBS like one in the morning, like on New Year's Eve, and just go about your business. And you just bury it on HBO Max or something. Yeah. I don't know what else is out there. Yeah. We're getting the sequel to Joker, which is a musical, by well, with everything I've seen. Yeah. I don't know how that's going to work. You were not getting a, another Suicide, which was probably one of the best things they did. We're getting a Batman sequel. That was good. We've never discussed that. What did you think about that? I really liked that movie. I liked it quite a bit, actually. Um, way more than I thought I was going to. I wish they had shaved 15 minutes off the film. Yeah, it was a little long. But outside of that, that was... I think I think I didn't need, like, any of that, like, Selena Kyle's father nonsense. That was, yeah. Like, gonna... like if they take the whole storyline out of it, I think your movie's nice and tight. It was two things for me. It was like... If you gave Nolan... Heath Ledger for the third film and you made it a bit darker but also that was a, my, my definitive version of Batman is the animated series with Kevin Conroy because it seems like it's set in the 40s and 50s but he's still got enough technology that you're like eh, maybe that was for me I felt like that was translated to the screen to yeah. the live action yeah yeah, it wasn't really locked into a, any particular time or anything like that. It was just like kind of surreal enough that you couldn't really place it anywhere. You know, the the tech was retro enough that you couldn't really place it anywhere. You know, I and, was... um, and and I gotta say, man, you know, when when I'm when I'm thinking of like Batman entrances, 
in movies, like intros to Batman, yeah. like that walking up the hall where all you hear is the footsteps and the shadow. Yeah. That was a pretty badass entrance. It was. And then they got it right. I was he pants and pulled it off. Yeah. Yeah, good for him. You mean you knew the director was good. It was so for me the question was always come back to can he pull it off? And and he did. Yep. So, you know, I trust him for, for the sequel. I think my, my one of my biggest concerns now too is like they have a new president, he wants to save a bunch of money. Uh, there's a whole bunch of reorganization going on. I saw that they kept the guy that was like the head of content for HBO Max. So hopefully that's in good hands. Um, what Batgirls? That I think didn't that finish shooting too? I um, it might have, yeah. Like we saw nothing from that. Um, like I don't know what else is there outside of Shazam. I mean that looked okay. I didn't really. I mean the second one, the first one was competent, and now at a time when they were in disarray, that was a good compliment for them. I mean, you got John Wick, I guess. Yeah. Upstairs. Yeah, and that's big. You know, and that you know they dropped a, a teaser for that, and that was huge. Dune two. Yeah. But how, but how, how far away is that? A year and a half, almost. That's Christmas next year. I don't know, man. They only. They only just started filming that. As the Dune expert, what 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 are we gonna what happens in this next one, or what should be happening? Well, so what should be happening is that um, Paul is Paul, you know, kind of integrates himself into into the Fremen, and the Harkonnens will. The Heart of Conan's come back and retake Arrakis. And then, you know, the, the, the Fremen rise up against them. Um, there is a kind of a more, you know, one-on-one kind of situation with Paul and the Baron's nephew, Fade, mm-hmm. Ravon's brother. Um you know, there's a you know in the book, and then the there's a big battle. There's like a big fight between the end of between the two of them at the end. And you know, Paul Paul really kind of transmutes himself into kind of this mythical figure almost. Um, you know how what they do with it, we'll, we'll wind up. We'll see. I mean, they did cast Fade. They did cast. Um, which is interesting. They cast uh, what's her name, Florence Pugh, as Irulian. That's not a throwaway casting. That tells me that they're looking to extend this beyond this movie because she, her character, Irulian, doesn't really have a lot to do in the first. So, so, so here's the thing about Jay, right? The, the first book is really kind of a prequel to the main story. Okay. The fr- so the movie that we got last year is the first half of the first book. How many books are there? It's like s- five or six. Sheesh. 
Um, yeah, they're all massive. So, so Irulian is the emperor's daughter, and at the end of the first book, she she marries Paul as, in a political marriage, and to kind of bring you know peace to the galaxy, or whatever, blah blah blah. And and she's a much bigger character in the later books. So the fact that they brought Florence Pugh, someone like Florence Pugh, in to do this tells me that maybe they're looking ahead into, you know, extending into some of the other books at some point. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Let's just make sure that schedule doesn't conflict with the Thunderbolts. <laughs> well, I mean, once once Thunderbolts come in? Just made up like a 2024 one. Poster up here somewhere. So Thunderbolts is no Thunderbolts is a summer movie. So fall, winter is what Guardians is in May. Summer, November is Blade. Yeah, so that's the only movie there. So and I think. Dune is probably probably December. On a side note, how much do you think the yoke uh, Thrustmaster stick for the Xbox Series X costs? <laughs> Just to throw out a number. Um, I don't know. $200? Yikes. I'm looking at this thing. They just posted a... It it looks beautiful, but damn near the price of another console. Yeah, seriously. Guess I'll keep playing a simulator with my controller. Yeah, I guess I will. Jeez. You can get the G Pro G Pro for one sixty nine. I actually want a wheel for Forza. Yeah, so I. Um, although I'm, I'm although I'm really good with I'm really good with my controller. I will say. I'm very comfortable with my controller. Have you played Hot Wheels yet? No, and I got it installed. I don't know why, but I've been able to get into this one more than I was able to get into 4. Yeah? And it I don't think it's the location. I just... I don't know what it is. I've really gotten into this one more. I think maybe I understand how to play the game better. Maybe. Because before I would just drive around and like race people. If I saw them now, I'm actually doing things and paying attention to my... What's that like? Those points that you need to move the on to the next. And stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I think I'm going to try to go back and play four and see if I can get into it. But I really like yeah. it a lot. I play this one well, a lot the, more. Well, the accolade system is is new for five. Okay. Um, if four has a like a different kind of progression system, personally, I prefer four. Uh-huh. Um, I like well, at least I like the map better, um, and. I kind of, I don't know, it, it just, maybe because I've spent so much time playing it, and I still go back, like, in the winter season and play it. Um, but this Hot Wheels, I really like this Hot Wheel. I've Is that been good? playing it all day. Yeah. I it's um, that. It's got this weird, progress. it's got this interesting, I shouldn't say weird, It's I guess, I didn't like it at first, but I guess I kind of like it now, this progression system where you start off... Um, you start off, you can only use B-level cars. 
Okay. And you have to achieve like a certain level. Like you have to complete, there's like a, there's like a whole like a task list that you have to complete. And then when, once you complete those, then you, then you move up to a, and then, and then once you complete that, then you move up to S one, um, which is kind of cool. And I guess it's, you know, it kind of prevents like guys who have like, you know, jumping in with freaking X class cars and just, you know, banging around the map and just kind of ruining things. You know, it's like everybody kind of starts off at the same level and, uh, and has to, you know, do, do through the same progression and stuff like that. So, but it's a, it's an interesting map and it's kind of like, like the Hot Wheels in three, like it's, it's kind of hard to find your way around at first, you know, cause you know, you're looking at the, you're looking at the mini map and you're like, okay, well this goes this way, but, but you know, because there's a verticality to it. So mm-hmm. just because a road crosses doesn't mean that you can get on that road and go that way. I'm going to end up staying up late now because I want to play it. And then you can use, are there new cars? There are new cars. There are, there are Hot Wheels specific cars. You, you, um, I think they give you a couple, like when you load the pack in and then, and then as you progress through these levels, you unlock more cars pretty quickly. Yeah. I'm going to end up playing. I just turned on the Xbox. What's like the end game for this? Is there like a, a story to it or are you just doing Yeah, there's well there's there's all kinds of things. I mean there's you know, it's there's um they do have a they do have a story mode. Mm. Um and you have to go through like a certain number of chapters in, in each level. Um and then but there's no I, 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 there's there's not really like a campaign. Okay. Like um I mean, there there is like this campaign where you have to like achieve certain levels and things like that, you know, to to get to expert or whatever. Um, but it's not, you know, it's it's like it's like Horizon. I mean, it's you know, it's very kind of self paced. Once you reach certain levels and they unlock stuff, like you can kind of play them in any order you want or ignore them. Just drive around if you want to just drive around. Um, there's a lot of space off the tracks that you yeah. can drive as well. Um, in fact, some of the races are off the tracks. They're like straight out, like cross country races, you know, and, um, you know, the map is weird. Cause it's like, it's like up in the sky, <laughs> you know, but, um, yeah, no, it's interesting. I like it. Well, I'm about to give that a shot. Um, anything you want to tell the people before we, we head out, we're back, baby. And um, there's nothing wrong with Phase Four. No, um, you you are free to enjoy. You have my permission to enjoy Phase Four as much as you like. And then at the end of these post credits, if you see a character you don't know who they are, go look them up. It can't can't always be you know Thanos cool. walking. You don't know. Yeah, no, you don't know who Riri Williams is, or you don't know who America Chavez is, or you know you don't know who Kang is. Let's go find out. Just make your life more enjoyable. And watch the series. I've seen some people say, oh, I don't watch the stuff on Disney+. Plus." So, like Mike was saying earlier, all this stuff is integrated. You're missing yeah, out. You're, you're missing out. That's been the backbone of this phase. You're missing out. You know, Disney is doing their best Star Wars work on TV, and they're doing some really good Marvel work on, on TV. And you're missing out if you're not partaking in that. And there's something I've, I'll say to you, I've said to Mike, 
if they don't make another Star Wars movie again, I'm fine. Just keep giving me what you give me on TV. Unless, unless matter of fact, if you know you have something that's great, phenomenal, sure, no problem. But other than that, just keep giving me these series. I'll be okay. Absolutely. Um, thank you for listening, folks. We are back. Um, you know, wherever you were finding us before, your local podcast app, Spotify. Uh, are we on Apple Podcasts? We are on Apple Podcasts. You can listen to us there. I know most of you people have iPhones. We don't. Um, so, yeah, find us there. Peace. Later.